Hey, how are you doing? You're back again. This is Alberta Tobago, and this is Edison Thomas coming to you again with another episode. Alright, so another week, another brand new episode I got for you, and this one is an exciting one for me because I don't often get to speak about politics that much, but I am very much interested in taking on the political landscape in Tobago and to me, the political landscape in Tobago is the gift that keeps on giving. You understand? It's it's a never-ending stream of content to comment on. Um, but I try to take it in, in doses, uh, comment on it in doses because I know a lot of people get exasperated with the politics, especially coming out of uh, election season and a year, um, 2021, being that we had so much going on in the political landscape in Tobago with the 669 January and then we had the deadlock, them trying to navigate power sharing and negotiate and then we had the self-governance bill going in parliament and after that get shut down then we had was going we went into the end of 2021 with the 14-1 result and the victory of the PDP in the polls. Alright, so we had a jam-packed year in terms of politics and political news in Tobago. Alright, um, so I know that people would have had their fill, but I still think it find it's necessary for me to, you know, have some discussions on the political, um, the aftermath of what took place last year. And um, there, there is an aftermath. I'm not necessarily going to do a full post-mortem, but there's some interesting, there's some interesting things that we need to discuss um, that have come to light in the mainstream media over the past couple of days. So I think I've, I thought it necessary for me to address that. Uh, I'm happy to be able to address it because, I, as I said before, I really, really think that politics is such an interesting thing. Um, the art and the art and craft of getting into power and keeping it, you know, uh, and finding favor with the electorate, and you know, I, I find it's a, a very crafty thing. So I, I think interesting it, and when it is that I get an opportunity to talk about it, I'm quite peeved. Um, not peeved, sorry. I'm quite perked. My ears are quite perked. I should say. All right. So what has been going on since the 14 1 um, result on December the 6th. All right, um, we see that again. Congratulations to the PDP taking home 14 of the 15 seats, but the loser on the end of that would be the PNM coming from a point where you would they would have controlled the entire Tobago House of Assembly, holding 12 seats to nil, zero from that going into losing six of those seats and then further losing the entire house of assembly and only being able to retain one seat how did they end up there you know and as i said i don't want to do a whole quick i don't want to do a, a massive uh, post-mortem of what contributed to the downfall of the pnm in tobago but you know it's it's critical to the discussion so i'll do a quick synopsis all right but first, let's talk about um, what, we, what, what we have on the agenda for today. 
um so the last couple of days we had a newsday article coming out all right and the newsday article was titled who will lead next lead pnm in tobago as the incumbent steps down and obviously this has been triggered because or has been written because of the aftermath of december the 6th election where the end where uh there was a mass exodus as you might see of the pnm tobago council executive all right and we have had resignations of the most important members of the pnm tobago council so just to name a few we had five members just to name a few um the chairman longtime chairman stanford calendar he has stepped down and the pro crazy devines and former secretary for uh, the division of infrastructure um, queries and the environment and the he has also resigned and then there is the lady vice chair master melville jack former secretary for community development and enterprise um, yeah community development and enterprise that's that was the division she has also stepped down all right so we have had these high standing members in the pnm executive of the tobago council all right they stepped down um the leader of the pnm tobago council tracy davidson celestine she has not stepped down but she has said that she will not be returning to contest the leadership of the party but she is not going to step down unless she is removed via the democratic process i guess the democratic mechanism that they have within the party she will not be stepping down until that is done and then she would she would um give up the reins as you so as you might say to the next person all right so the the article was mainly was mainly going ahead with why it is or who sorry who will lead the next part who will be the next person to lead and there were some names thrown out there and we will get into that all right but other than that other than that the article also stated that the reason one of the reasons why tracy davidson celestine was not successful in in being able to take control of the tobago house of assembly one of the reasons was that she was so consumed with herself and not that of the party or the needs of tobago she was consumed with the fact that if she had won she would have been the first female chief secretary of the tobago house of assembly i i don't necessarily think that i agree with that um it could could have been one of the reasons but not the main reason there are many reasons as to why they she was not able to um to come out victorious in the polls and it 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 stemmed back from a whole lot of mismanagement on on her party's behalf also there was the issue of how she took power on her behalf and right so we get into that all right so the pnm has been in power in tobago for 20 years all right and i think this year yes 
20 years or 21 years, something like that. Alright? I could be corrected. So they have been in power for quite a quite a while, undisturbed, consecutive terms, right? Over 20 years. And 16 of those years would have been overseen, oversaw, overseen by the former chief secretary over over London. During that time, there was a lot, a lot of mismanagement, a lot, a lot of corruption allegations, a lot, a lot of unaccountability, not being transparent. There was a lot of flaws. But, however, I believe that the Peter of Tobago went forward with the PNM because they didn't believe in the alternative at the time. They didn't have enough confidence in the in, in the alternative. Alright, and back then that would have been the Tobago Organization of the People, the TOP. Alright. And then further to that, the TOP this the TOP's disbandment after they chose to align with the People's Partnership government and the Tobago people did not like that. Tobago people did not like that. They were well aligned to take the Tobago Assembly until they came out with that partnership with the People's Partnership government. Tobago people did not like that. Alright. And um it resulted in the 12 nil and the PNM getting a further eight years in government right and until we saw a viable alternative come through with Watson Duke and the PDP Tobago had not seen it necessary to switch parties right but what happened is that Mr. Orville London retired and he said that 26 was it 2016 2016 would have been his last term the well would have been his last year in public life or as the chief secretary because he's still in public life and um there was a vacuum a power vacuum that was left in the tobago house of us in the sorry in the pnm council in, in pnm tobago council there was a power vacuum there were multiple people vying for the leadership at that point in time Kelvin Charles came out victorious and he took reins as the political leader of the PNM in Tobago and he, he, he guided them into our elections and he was victorious in those elections in 2017, right? And I think they won 10 seats to 2. Now, after, after I think it was 3 years in charge, the Tobago House of Assembly, sorry, I keep think, mixing up the two. The PNM Tobago Council came up, the elections for the political leader came up again. Alright, and Dr. Mr. Kelvin Charles ran again to retain his place as the political leader. Again, there was still a power vacuum within the party and there was no settled interest in who should be the, the leader of the PNM Tobago Council. So then we we had because of that power vacuum, there were multiple people vying for that top position. And amongst those were the PNMs, Kelvin Charles as the incumbent. There was Joel Jack. There was Denise Serfat Angus. There was also Miss Tracy Davidson Celeste. And I can tell you which was one of the one of the big which. That election was the beginning of the end for the PNM in Tobago. 
it was the beginning of the end for the PNM in the Tobago House of Assembly. I should correct myself and say that. Right? It was the beginning of the end for them. Because it was a public spectacle. Because within the party, they campaigned like if they were campaigning for a Tobago House of Assembly election. They were calling each other into disrepute slandering each other on public platforms every night as if they weren't the same party slandering each other on public platforms right massive campaigns across Tobago as if Tobago belongs to the PNM and everybody in Tobago votes for the PNM and supports the PNM but there were massive campaigns between all the candidates involved in the first rounds of the election Mr. Kevin Charles won but the but Miss Tracy Davidson Celestine garnered enough votes for there to be a for there to be a re-election, right? For there to be a definitive winner, because in in the PNM, in the Tobago Council of the PNM, the leader has to be has to garner most of the support, and I think by that they mean over fifty over sixty percent or something like that, fifty or sixty percent. And Mr. Kevin Charles was not able to garner that. In the, even though he won, he was not able to garner that support. So, Tracy Davidson Celestine and Mr. Kelvin Charles went into a re-election in which Tracy Davidson Celestine was able to garner the support of all the other candidates, right? And when all the other candidates came together, they were able to conjoin and topple and garner enough votes for Tracy Davidson Celestine to be the next political leader of the Tobago House of Assembly. Now, this, sorry, the next political leader, sorry, of, this is, that's my bad, the next political leader of the People's National Movement Tobago Council, right? Now, bear in mind I said the next political leader of the Tobago Council of the PNM. I did not see the next chief secretary for that to happen she would have had to contest a Tobago House Assembly election and win her seat her party would have had to win the majority of seats and then also elect her in the in the first sitting of the Tobago House of Assembly which did not happen all right so even though she had won the seat of political leader she had not won the seat of chief secretary kelvin charles was still the chief secretary all right miss Tracy davidson said after all the public spectacle of the internal elections which supposed to be internal and they run it externally but it was supposed to be internal election miss Tracy davidson celestine came out on a public space public radio station public platform right which has been circulating and she said if she won right she will only be the political leader of the pnm in tobago she will not be the chief secretary because because she has not garnered she had not she has not a seat in the assembly nor has she been elected by the electorate right now she said that kelvin charles will carry on 
as the chief secretary until the next election where she will go ahead and contest as the political leader and if the PNM wants to come out victorious, she will become chief secretary. All said well and fine. I think everybody was okay and everybody was in agreement with that. Miss Tracy Davidson Celestine, however, after she garnered the support and toppled Mr. Kelvin Charles in the internal election, went forward and said, all right, we're going to take down, we're going to ask Mr. Kelvin Charles to step down as chief secretary a year before his term is finished, right? Less than a year before his term is finished. It was less than a year before his term is finished. That being said, I, the, there was a collective groan amongst the big unions because we voted, the electorate voted for Kelvin Charles to be secretary, chief secretary, when he campaigned for us in front of us 2017 and they voted for the PNM, they voted because they knew that Kelvin Charles was supposed to be the chief secretary. Now they're asking him to step down. Who the, why, why would you ask him to step down? And I, There's a lot of speculation. I wouldn't get into that right now. Alright? But she wants complete reins of the party. She wants complete reins of the THA. So he has, has been asked to step down. After that, he has been asked to step down. She could still not take the seat of chief secretary because her, her election had not yet been called. And in a very strange turn of events, Ansel Dennis ended up as the chief secretary of the Tobago House of Assembly. And I have nothing against Ansel Dennis. Alright? No, but he was the least senior of the secretaries at the time. Either one of the least senior or the least senior of the secretaries at the time. Of the elective elected officials at the time. And I think at the time also, he was serving as an assistant secretary. Not even the head of a division. And then they took him and made him the chief secretary of the Tobago House of Assembly. Again, another collective groan the Tobagonians face. Alright? Then they went into they went into the, the the January election of 2021 where they lost six seats, which was the first indication of the Tobagonians being dissatisfied with the choices that J.C. Davidson had, had made. Because that to me is not respecting democracy. And this is my opinion. That is not respecting democracy. She has no respect. She circumvented the will of the people and put and placed people where she wanted to place them just because she became political leader of the PNM. And then after that now, the, the Tobago people responded. And they start, they responded in small part by giving the, the PDP an extra four seats, tying it up 6-6. Six, six. We had a, a political quagmire for a year entire almost a year all right and then another error that they made that she that that proved to me that she does not respect democracy or respect the will of the people it was that after they was was given the 66 because they are the, the incumbent even though they had the option of collaborating with the pdp and sharing power sharing power coming together even though they had to come and smash minds and argue and negotiate and whatever, there was a refusal 
outright refusal because they were the incumbent and if nothing was done, they would continue in power. There was outright refusal to cooperate with the PDP. Outright refusal. There was outright refusal to cooperate to, to, to power share with the PDP also. The Prime Minister got involved. He told them that he's not going to get involved. Work it out amongst yourselves. Tracy Davidson Celestine and her party chose chose not to collaborate with the PDP. A number of a number of alternatives were put forward to them. They declined them all, citing all sorts of stupid reasons. I think in my mind it was stupid reasons. Alright, they declined them all. And to and to big onions again, collective grown because we the people chose. We said six six. What six six means is that you need to. You, it doesn't. It means that no one party would have control over the THA. But even though we said six six, one party still controlled the THA. All right. So again, circumventing the will of the people. When you do that in a functioning democracy, what do you expect to happen? When you circumvent the will of the people. And, the, and, and, and yes, the will of the people. When you circumvent the will of the people in a functioning democracy, what do you expect to happen? Do you expect the people to love you and support you and give you their utmost um, undying loyal support and respect? That will never happen. It will never happen. The people become disenfranchised when you circumvent their will. And that is what happened in December 6th. Right, the the, the the people responded resoundingly, and they said, "All right, enough of the PNMs, enough of the PNM, enough, enough is enough." So now, coming out of that, we had all these senior people in the PNM to be council. They had to step down, obviously, because what they were doing was not working. As well as when it is that you have that kind of resounding, um resounding result in an election it is it means that the people the party needs to do a refreshing it needs to do a realignment a rebuilding all right and that would mean that the senior members would have to step down it will only imply that that the senior members would have to step down Ms. Tracy Davidson Celestine says she will not do so. We have to respect the decision because it is well within the policy of the PNM for her to do so. And she's well within her rights not to step down. However, she said that she's not going to be contesting re-election of the political leader of the party. So, there are names coming up for who should take the, the new who should be the new political leader of the Tobago Council of the PNM. Those names coming up mainly are the former Deputy Chief Secretary, Joel Jack. He has been a long-standing member of the party. He has ran for election of the political leader before, unsuccessfully at that. There was, there's also the former Chief Secretary, Ansel Dennis, as I mentioned before. All right, Ansel Dennis, a lot of people thought that he held his own as the chief secretary all right even though in my of my opinion his him holding his own it was is mainly directives coming from tracy davidson celestine i do think that 
the decisions that he made as chief secretary was his and there's also the new um, THA minority leader the only person to retain their seat in the December 6th election Kelvin Morris right and he narrowly won his seat by I think it was like two votes or three votes something like that that's how close to big elections are all right and uh, there is also Mr. Sheldon Cunningham who is well known and loved in his community of uh, Mason Hall Mariah all right and who became disenfranchised after the after Miss Tracy Davidson came into came into the political leadership of the Tobago Council of the PNM and ousted him. Uh, the people of that district were not happy, and they re and they made it known in the polls. Right, they have not voted for an, another PNM representative since in that district. Right? So he was well he was well loved in his community, Mr. Sheldon Cunningham. And also Mr. Sheldon Cunningham, he was the one who really spoke out about the mismanagement of certain finances as as it as it pertained to food cards and stuff like that. Maybe that's why they, they kick him out, I don't know. He has a moral compass. So and that doesn't align well with PNM, apparently. So those are the those are the main persons who are who are vying who the names that are, are coming up mainly who should who should be good candidates for the Tobago Council of the PNM to lead them in coming in in, in coming um, elections and stuff like that. Now I will give my thoughts on who should or of each of the candidates now. Mr. Joel Jack. I think Mr. Joel Jack's name and his track record is already too dirty for him to be, for him to garner the confidence in the two of the Tobago electorate going forward. Because you're not only electing a political leader, you're, you are potentially electing somebody who can go up and win are a THA elections all right that must be the most important view so even though he has out of all the potential candidates he has the most seniority his track record has already been dilted with him being a senior member of the PNM during all the mismanagement allegations all the inefficiency all the opaqueness all of that all right and not only was he not only was he a senior member he was the deputy chief and the secretary of finance and the economy all right those are not small portfolios you know so he has direct blame to get for the state of Tobago and where it is now direct direct blame all right so in my opinion he is not he is not even fit to be in the conversation uh, he he might probably try but if the pnm think if the people inside the pnm think that Joel jack is a 
viable candidate to win ETHA election in the future, then they have no idea. They are so out of touch with what the big unions are thinking. So, so, so out of touch. Alright, so he should stay far. Stay, stay far. Alright, he could still be around the party or whatever, but in terms of him going up again for another seat in that area or him being in any leadership position yeah on the pn no if they if they send him back up as i said before they are so out of touch with what tobagonians are actually thinking and what the perception of the tobagonians have the perception that the tobagonians have of the pnm very far um secondly we have ansel dennis ansel dennis was the face of the THA after Kelvin Charles. Um, people it was of people's opinion that he held his own of chief secretary. Um, some of the decisions that he made after the 6-6 elections, people, and even before that, people would have liked that, that he um, was uh, a stable, a stable figure. In the Tobago House of Assembly during that time, all right, and I think that he is the favorite. Fee, yeah, he's the favored one, and even in his district, that I mean, he lost, but it wasn't a blown out, foregone conclusion like everyone else. Well, not everyone else, but all the the other thirteen members of the party. It wasn't a full blowout. He lost his district by only five votes. So. But he was well loved in his district right he lost his district by only five votes right um but mr ansel dennis i i i have great respect for him all right um even growing up in the gospel prosperity in tobago and women as a, as a musician affectionately known as ripper very talented drummer you know um he as i said very stable um figure and i think even now in this time um he would be a, a, a stabilizing figure for the party going forward all right and um i think that even though he his 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 uh, i don't think his i don't have enough evidence to say his leadership style of his leadership style and how he would he would make decisions and stuff like that all right um because there is still question behind who was making the decisions while he was the chief secretary. There's a lot of questions behind that. So I can't, I don't have enough in evidence to see. A lot of people saying that the decisions were his. That's not of my opinion. But um, I, but he was a stabilizing figure um, in the absence of Mr. Kelvin Charles. All right. So he is one of the favorites going forward. Second, um, Next, sorry, I should say, is the current minority leader, Mr. Kelvon Morris. Mr. Kelvon Morris also, I think, right now has the weight of the party on his shoulders because the voice of the PNM is own is is carried upon him being the minority leader. The voice of the opposition party in Tobago is carried upon him being the opposition the, the minority leader in the Tobago House of Assembly and that will shape him right that experience will shape him so well 
in the, in the coming years because there has he would have the pressure of 14 other members 14 other elective members and councillors coming down on him constantly and also he will have the backing of all the pnm members behind him all the voices and all the 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 competing voices i should say trying to get into his ear to tell him what to see and he has to manage all of that he has to manage all of that he has to know when when is a good time to oppose to oppose a, a policy or legislation what is good oppose what is good opposition you know what is good to oppose when to oppose he will have a trial by fire over the next couple years all right and i think that will serve him well going into an election where he can could potentially be the political leader of the pnm he's a young man all right as mr Arthur dennis both both very young men i think in their mid-30s the chief's current chief secretary as well is in his mid-30s so they would be on square footing the youth the exuberance all right the fresh ideas but i hope pnm could come with fresh ideas but the fresh idea that comes with having a youthful mind they will have it you know he will have it mr kelvin morris so i hope that he uses this experience to shape to shape his political strategy going forward all right and use that leverage to possibly come out on top of the party in Tobago because it's a dog eat, even even in within the party is a dog eat dog mentality they have inside there even within the party that was shown clearly by the last internal elections where they contested it and was carrying it on like if they was running for the THA right and bringing down each other and slandering each other in public in the public view right so Mr. Kelvin Morris and as I said, Mr. Shelburne Conminghan, very, very loved within his community. I don't know if he could garner the support of all the Tobagonians. Maybe he could garner. I know he would be able to garner the support within his district, within the, the party action group. In that area, he would be able to get the full support of them. I don't know, however, if he could get the full support of everyone else over who I just called. Maybe he would be able to get the support over Georgia, for sure. For sure he beat in georgia for sure but um and so dennis and and, and kelvin morris i don't think that um, that would be the case right but those he, whoever takes up that mantle that new mantle has a massive job a massive undertaking on their hands because the whole mindset of the tobago council of the pnm has to change it it has to be revamped from the top, being the political leader, going down right down to the last person in the in the community action groups. It has to be revamped because they cannot come back with the same MO that people did not like, that people are disenfranchised with. Even the way that they need to campaign needs to change. They need to take up a new approach. They need to go and get do some serious political studies and political strategizing all right to be able to come up with a viable strategy long term to dethrone the pdp and as i said long term is because 
of barring some kind of monumental mess up on PNM's on PDP's behalf, I do not see them moving there in the next eight years. Actually, they could actually go on to twelve if they keep a stable. If they keep stable, they could actually go and leverage that to twelve years, right? But I could see, I could see minimum eight because I don't see a, a next party, a third party being able to garner enough support to give them that competition in by the next four years. So as I said, as I said, whoever takes up the reins of taking the PNM forward has a monumental job on their hands. They need to be able to choose their executive that has to have a different mindset of how the parties run currently. And I don't know if there are people who are probably less senior in the party who have different ways or who have different ways or different MOs, different thinking, right? Different ways of thinking. But those people need to, you know, come forward and, 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 and make themselves available. You know, it is not the people don't want to see attacks on other people again. I know that when, it, uh, when, when they're campaigning, I know that one of the biggest sticking points they, they, they was that it was not a, enough of an explanation of what are you going to do to develop Tobago. That message was not coherent, right? And it was not communicated effectively enough. But what message was communicated effectively enough is that Watson Duke is an operative of the UNC. And stupidness, stupidity like 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 likening Mr. Um, Mr. Fali Augustin to Hugo, Cha- um, Hugo Chavez and all kind of nonsense. Right, but what the PDP did was they made their vision clear of what Tobago was, what they wanted, to see, what they saw for Tobago going forward. You did not do that. Actually, I think you copied, um, you copied so much of what the PDP plans were because you had no plans of your own. PNM had no plans of their own. Copy a lot of what PDP did in their of, of their plans. All right. So I just want to see. Whoever is going to take PNM into into the ne- into the next couple of elections, you have to seriously do some. Re- you need to completely cut and rebuild that party from the ground up. All right, we need to get some fresh blood in there, young people. Right, you could have some experienced people as well, but not the same experienced people who are thinking the same way as who was there before. Those experienced people have to have new ideas, all right? There are a lot of economists, right? Think about those people. Economists, think about engineers, think about um, persons who who have a lot of ideas on culture and, 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 and new ways of how to revamp how public service operates. Take people like that. Get those people inside your party, right? A lot of the times, I, I, the, the sentiment to me was PNM puts people in position based on loyalty, nepotism, as opposed to competence and actual ability to do the job. And that is not breeds a kind of exclusivity. Like, we are here and you are down there. Right? There's us and then there's them. There was a big disconnect between the party 
what goes on in the party, what goes on in the executive council and the actual people below, what goes on in the THA and the rest of the people. Because the high-ranking members of the THA were all PNM people. Very loyal, yes men, you know, going along with the narrative, right? But now we're seeing a different kind of operation going on with the PDP, but they, were, they are bringing in the competence from every corner to be able they could find. It doesn't matter if you support the PNM, doesn't matter if you support them in the past or what. Doesn't matter even if you openly did that. Once you are competent and you have a passion for the development of Tobago, PP seems like they want to they want to bring you in. Because they have two persons there, two persons currently serving as um assemblymen who campaigned for the PNM just the year before the, in the January election. And they jump ship. I don't know if they get smart. They jump ship, went over to the PDP, like the city mark before they get a dream. And they went over into the PDP and were successful. Get people in the PNM who have a different way of thinking. Right? We need you need more people, peep, more people, people. That's what I should that's what I want to see. More people, people. People that people. You need representatives that people on the ground could relate with. Not this kind of exclusive, exclusive, um, elitist, exclusive party that they wanted to run there and it's just, you know, you had to know somebody and all the PNM supporters gain all the THA job and the work and whatever. No, that can't that stop. That has to stop. Competence will push your party forward. The competence, the cream will always rise to the top, no matter what. The cream will always rise to the top. You know, so at the end of the day, the competent people is going to get applauded and they're going to end up on top. Alright, so this article in the news day, after this article in the news day came forward, there was a follow-up article where the journalist asked, was able to get on to Miss Tracy Davidson Celestine and ask her some question. He asked her some question. And I, if I was in Miss Tracy Davidson Celestine's shoes, I would have said no comment. I would not open up my mouth. I would have said no comment. I don't already lost. Let me just fade into obscurity, into political obscurity, and die a natural death. But she looked like she wanted to go down swinging. I would have said no comment. Now, the, the, the title of the article says, Tracy, Ansel Dennis has questions to answer for election laws. Ansel Dennis, out of all people, have questions to answer for the election laws. Because at the end of the day, Ansel Dennis was the one who was badly beaten in a, what's supposed to be a safe seat. He was the one who was badly beaten. In what's supposed to be a CFC. So he have questions to answer. Wow. 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 Alright. That is all I have to say. No, no, that's not all I have to say. But that is what I initially have to say about that. Wow. Yeah? Now, she was saying, she was quoted saying, right, that Mr. Ansel Dennis was the sitting chief secretary and he was in a safe seat. In, in Britain commerce, safe seat. 
and he had all the resources at his disposal and still lost his seat. She said that, alright? Now, she also said that it was, she also criticized Mr. Dennis's decision in 2021 that the whole over PNM administration would be governing with restraint. You remember that after the 6 6, because of because of the implication of what would that what that means, Mr. Dennis came out and said there would be governing restraint and no new policy directive which should come forward or no new um, projects would be would be going forward um, until it has been sorted out. So she criticizes his decision to do that in 2020 in, in July last of last year. And I'm like, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, there's no way that the political leader of the typical Soviet PNM did not, was not okay, did not okay Mr. Dennis to go forward and say that. That was a party decision. And she could have vetoed that if she wanted. Actually, it could have been her decision to go ahead and do that, to go ahead and say that. I don't buy that. I do not buy it for one second that it was only Mr. Dennis's decision to govern with restraint. And actually, he was saving face because at the end of the day, if it is that P, if P, if it is that the that the THA had went forward doing things and on with no kind of oversight or scrutiny, right? Or they probably would have not even have the one seat all they have today. Not even the one seat all they had was always getting. Because that would have been highly, highly immoral to do, politically immoral for you all to carry forward with no oversight, knowing that you cannot convene the THA, right? Keeping out persons who won fairly in a democratic process six seats equal to your six and you want to carry forward like if you all still have power. Like nothing happened with no oversight. You think that people at Tobago would have liked that? He was saving face. At the end of the day, the decision that he made was a good decision to make. And I said, I, I commented on, on this post on Facebook. And it's like, I, this is not surprising to me because you put Mr. Ansel Dennis there to take all the blame if things went wrong because he was a, 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 one of the least senior members of the party at the time. You put him there as a scapegoat to take all the pressure if things went wrong because you, at the end of the day, you weren't chief secretary or you was the political leader. But we know where the directive was coming from, Ms. Davidson Celestine. I am not, I am not stupid. Tobagonians are not stupid. We knew that you were pulling the strings behind Mr. Dennis. So we know that the decision to go forward with governing restraint was okayed by you. Yes, it was okay by you. He did not take it upon himself to make those decisions by himself. Every appointment since Mr. Dennis came there was okayed by you. You put yourself as the Secretary for Health, um, Mr. Agatha, uh, Mr. Dr. Agatha Carrington had to resign. You put yourself there. I don't know what experience you had in health. You put yourself there. You understand? You kick out Kelvin Charles and a lot of other people in the party had to get kicked out. All of those things were okayed by you. 
You understand? And Sir Dennis was along for the ride and Chief Secretary's salary. We know that. We I not I, we not stupid here. You understand? So you're putting him now to, to be the scapegoat. After you was the one who had or who you had as much resources as Ansel Dennis, put into a safe seat one of the newly created seats where they even split the seat, giving you a more likelihood of winning because that side of the of the of the district was more PNM than the Lambeau side, right? They put you in the safer side and you still lost. And you lost to somebody who was campaigning for you before. That's how bad it was. And you have the goal to stand up there and tell Mr. Dennis and criticize Mr. Dennis, who only lost by five votes, right? That he had questions to answer. How oh, he have questions? You had to answer all the questions. Do I ask Mr. Dennis nothing? I. Uh, Mr. Dennis was on a sinking ship that you were or you were the captain of. You have to take all the blame. Don't put Mr. Dennis as any scapegoat. You understand? I, when it, Mr. Dennis was chief secretary, and I was saying in my mind, if I was Mr. Dennis, I would have leveraged this to be. To, I would have leveraged this position to come out as the leader of this whole party, and he is now in the position to do so. And I would encourage him highly. To do that you understand don't let that opportunity go to waste the tobagonians know most tobagonians know that mr dennis is not to blame for the downfall of the pnn all right there are many things but it mr dennis is not one of them all right now so i just found that uh, this article to be so comical it was so comical so so comical my folks and her i and as i said before if i was her i would have not said anything i would have hushed my mouth die into into political obscurity and have a natural death into political obscurity like all the rest of them go open a small business don't be the face of the small business but go and open a small business somewhere i know that you have the resources you will have the resources after being in public life for so long. You have the resources to open up a small business and you know see out the rest of your days. You know? Because your, your, your time in public life is done. 100% done. Stay far from public life. Stay far from the PNM too. Because I don't think they want to see any. But I just find that was so comical. So, so comical. But um, going forward, as I said, the PNM has a lot of work to do. I wish them all the best. I, I, I truly do. Because I believe in a functioning democracy, the minority not supposed to be so small. Now we only have two minority members in the House of Assembly. It should be more than that. It shouldn't be large enough to encumber the progress of the of the of the leading party or leading administration. But it shouldn't be so small that they are silent. Their voices are silent and right now i think it would be very hard with one representative sorry two representatives one assemblyman it would be very hard for them to get opposition voices um heard in the assembly so pnm needs to get the act together get some viable candidates 
take back some of those seats all right and give the pdp a viable minority party so we can get some stuff going forward minority a viable minority party will keep the pdp honest right it will, it will, it will allow for a lot more scrutiny on what the projects that they bring forward and the policy directives that going forward that they bring a lot more scrutiny can be paid to it all right and it will breed less authoritarianism right it will breed less of that and it will not allow breeding space for that okay so um pnm get your act together fast get some new people in there new ideas fresh faces um and fresh ideals fresh modus operandi get people who could do the job get people who could do the job again get people who could do the job not who you know not who you're just friends with people who could do the job if you don't get that then you do have nothing you're just spinning top in mud all right so that's then that. that was a very fun discussion for me very 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 fun i, I enjoy commentating on politics it's when I get the chance, right? Uh, I promise I wouldn't I wouldn't kill you all with the political commentary, but it is interesting, very interesting for me to to see the, the the after effects of what took place in the election, and I'm very interested going forward to see who would step forward, not only in Tobago, Trinidad too. Who would step forward because we have some dinosaurs in Trinidad? that need refreshing that everybody disenfranchised with we need we have some dinosaurs not only in tobago we need fresh faces in trinidad too in the parliament in the opposition we need fresh faces there too and it will be very interesting to see who will be who will be presenting themselves coming forward to take up the reins of those positions all right so once again i, I thank you for listening thank you for tuning in and um, this has been a better Tobago. I will see you in the next podcast. Right? So, God bless you. God bless Tobago. Have a good one.